Welcome to the Myelin and Melanin podcast with Dawn and Dana. We're just two women sharing our musings on life, MS, and everything in between. Our listeners can always find us on the web at myelinandmelanin.com, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at myelinmelanin, and you can also subscribe to us on YouTube. And this is episode 39. Yeah, we are rolling. And again, season two is just really a lot of fun. I'm, yes. I'm enjoying every bit of it. Um, yes, so am I. Of course. Yeah, we've, we've been so fortunate to have, you know, amazing guests, you know, and I'm just really happy. Very, very happy. Yes, yes yeah. definitely. Um, and today we have another fantastic guest following Ardra's um, wonderful episode, Dr. Gre- Dr. Gretchen Howley. Uh, she's a physical therapist and an MS specialist. She's like really amazing looking at her, her information and her website. I think listeners will really enjoy this episode yeah. um, and take home a lot. You know, really, I, I encourage people to take notes. That's, that's kind of like what I, I would say, because she's coming with a lot of information. And I feel, you feel, we feel PT is such a crucial part of the MS journey at each stage from beginning, middle, you know, all the way. Well, I won't yes. say end because we're <laughs> just never beginning. Ends. You know? right. right, exactly. It never ends. But it really right. is a crucial part of, of our journeys. Yes, yes. So as Dawn mentioned, Gretchen Hawley is a doctor of physical therapy and an MS certified specialist. And this is important because not all PTs are certified in treating patients with MS. So that's kind of critical. Um, Dr. Hawley uses the concept of neuroplasticity to improve strength, balance, and walking in those with MS. She brings a keen understanding of the challenges faced by people living with MS and has developed a virtual physical therapy program to help people improve their MS symptoms while in the comfort of their own homes and guided by an MS specialist. So welcome, Dr. Gretchen. We are really happy to talk with you today. Yes, thank you for having me. No problem. So question. So what led you to becoming a physical therapist, specifically with a specialty in MS? So I think it was somewhat of a random start because I I knew in physical therapy school that I was always more interested in neuro-based diseases and working with people who had difficulties from neurological conditions. However, my first job out of physical therapy school was in an outpatient orthopedic clinic. Mm. And we had a sister company in a different state that had a multiple sclerosis program. And it was going really well. So my boss decided that he wanted to open one up in the Boston area as well. So I didn't know too much about multiple sclerosis at the time, but I knew it was Mm neuro-based. So I offered to run the program. And pretty soon after that, I actually started treating people with multiple sclerosis. And I decided that I wanted to sit for the MS specialty exam, Mm -hmm. just to learn more about it, because it was very clear right from the get go, that it's different than especially orthopedic conditions, but even other Mm -hmm. neurological conditions. So it was really when I was studying for that exam that I just fell in love with multiple sclerosis, as weird as that may sound. (laughs) 
Yeah, it's just so different. As you know, it's so different in Mm -hmm. every single person. And my favorite thing about being a physical therapist is brainstorming. Mm -hmm. And my brainstorming process would be different with every single patient that I was seeing. So I thought that was really exciting. And in order to sit for that exam, you need to know everything. It's the same exam that neurologists take. So you need to know how to diagnose multiple sclerosis, what the different types are, all of the various DMDs, as well as symptom management medications. So all of the symptoms in general. So it was a lot, but it was Mm -hmm. really fascinating. I imagine that would be fascinating because MS is such an individualized illness, you won't see one patient that is the same. We all share similar, you know, symptoms, but everyone I'm sure that you see is different, you know, like in your different, in your therapy sessions. So... Yes. And I try to explain that to a lot of people that you may be diagnosed at the same age as someone else. You may have the same type of multiple sclerosis. You may be the same gender, but your symptoms are vastly different. And I think that can be hard for some people to understand. Maybe they think it would be easier if everyone was just the same. But I think that that requires even more of a need for a specialized physical therapist to help with that brain and neurologist to help with that brainstorming piece Mm -hmm. of all of this. Absolutely. Yes. Do you think that, well, we just kind of touched on that, but do you think that multiple sclerosis, multiple sclerosis patients present, um, I don't know, just kind of like a wide range of physical therapy challenges or PT challenges? Or do you see like, Mm -hmm. okay, yes, this, I know it's not one size fits all, but do you see, you know, differences, Mm -hmm. like a varying range? I do. And I think one of the biggest differences compared to other conditions is the cause for the symptoms. Mm. So I think that makes MS patients more unique to begin with, because for example, weakness is a symptom. However, it's not because the muscles aren't working. It's because the nerve that goes to those muscles isn't sending the message either at all, or it's not as quick as it needs to be. So that is that definitely is a unique feature about people who have multiple sclerosis and why their symptoms mm-hmm. might be occurring. But even from one person to the other, there are sometimes the neural connection from the brain to the muscle is working. It's just slower. Right. And other times it's just right. not working at all. Or maybe for some people it's working totally fine, but a different neural pathway is struggling mm-hmm. a little bit more. And that's really where the MS comes into play is that neural pathway damage. Right. Right. It was really interesting. So I spent some time in um, rehab and orthopedic rehab uh, last month. And in one of my PT sessions, we hooked, we, but my therapist hooked me up to one of the biofeedback machines. Mm -hmm. So we hooked up my legs. I have really bad spasticity in my legs. And so, you know, in therapy, it's frustrating a lot of times because the therapists are able to feel your muscles move, even though you might not be able to see it. 
If that yes. makes well, I know that makes sense to you because you're a therapist, but it's frustrating because <laughs> it's like I am working really hard to do this, but I'm not seeing, you know, whatever. But so that's where the biofeedback machine came in. And it was nice to see, you know, the actual feedback of the machine showing like, hey, your muscles are doing things, even if you can't see it. But one thing that was interesting is when we were doing one exercise, just seeing the leg. So I would kick my um, leg up and you would see like the two second delay in my leg kicking up. Versus, yes. you know what? I mean? It's so fascinating to see that and just to see like a visual representation of that's what MS does. Like it, there's a short circuit in your brain way or whatever. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? But yeah, yeah, it's fascinating. It is. And those machines are really exciting because it can show you that exact mechanism of what is going on in your muscles. Yes. But I also agree with what you said earlier on how it can be very frustrating because you can't feel your mm -hmm. muscles moving. Right. And oftentimes I will be able to physically put my hand or even one or two fingers on a muscle yes. and I'll tell you to do a movement and even though there is no movement, I can feel those muscles twitching under my fingers. Mm -hmm. And so if that is happening, I always train the person that I'm working with to do the same thing because that is more motivating, knowing yeah. that, okay, there's not movement, but I do feel mm -hmm. something happening rather right. than there's no movement, nothing right. is working. Yes. I've, when yes. I did physical therapy for the second time, I remember walking or attempting to walk. And my brain was thinking, I'm walking, I'm moving. And the therapist is looking at me and she's like, uh, Dawn, you're not moving. I'm like, but I am, you know? <laughs> so maybe I really was, you know, but there, it was really small movements, but yeah. So I can understand what you're saying. Like there is movement there, but it may not be a lot, you know? <laughs> Right. And I think that's really important because having some twitching, it's if you're a physical therapist and grading mm -hmm. it, it would be graded a one mm -hmm. out of a five, mm -hmm. which would mean that the muscle is twitching. It's just not strong enough yet to produce a movement. But that's mm -hmm. really important because even if you have twitching, that indicates that there's something going on there and you need to be continuing to do that movement as an exercise to ideally get it stronger or at least keep that neural connection that is working. So it's it's only dangerous if you just don't do anything because you don't think I it's love working. That, you, that is so very important. important. I love that you said that because a lot of our followers are pretty much all of them are just amazing, but a lot of them work out and they'll send, you know, they'll post different photos of them, um, you know, at the gym or something or, you know, just working out. And, and I'm like, wow, I, I, my hat goes off to them because they're working so hard. And I used to become discouraged because I didn't feel as if I was moving, you know, I'm like, oh, the spasticity's got me. I, I just can't do it. I'm not moving. I, nothing is moving. My brain is saying it's moving, but it's not, you know? Um, and the fact that you're saying, even if there's just a little, you still keep trying, you still train it to, because that muscle memory is still there. So it's going to move eventually, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Exactly. 
It's so funny. My anytime I would explain what we just talked about in person mm-hmm. to one of my patients, and I would be touching a muscle, I would get so excited. I would say, Oh my gosh, this is amazing. I feel it working. Mm-hmm. It, that means you have a connection there. This is so great. Keep doing this movement. And they're looking at me like I'm crazy. Like, why the heck am I so excited <laughs> over something that's not even moving? And so I really have to educate them on the fact that, hey, it is twitching and this is what that means. So keep doing it. But it's very funny because I get a lot of weird looks. It's so motivating though. It really is like, Mm -hmm. hey, it's moving. It's not doing it ideally how I would like it to, but yeah, there's something there. Before I ask you about your virtual physical therapy program, I wanted to just also say how happy I am to you know, or both of us are to be speaking with you because it means a lot when you have a team of people that understand your challenges. They may not like know exactly what is happening. Well, I mean, they, they kind of, they understand because they understand MS, but you are the only person that really can feel everything. But the fact that you dove into this world and you know, and under like you want to understand, you want to help, and that you're so motivating. That that means a lot. And so, I guess I do have a question for you. Um, do you think that it's it's important to find someone who is a special, like who specializes in MS, like or ask at the physical therapist's office? Is there someone who really has worked with MS patients? Like, how critical is that for someone like us? I personally think it is very critical. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many times I will go to a multiple sclerosis support group to give an education talk on physical therapy with multiple sclerosis. Mm -hmm. And I will always ask the question, how many people have been to physical therapy? And luckily, a lot of hands go up. And then I'll say, keep your hands up if you think it helped. And so many hands go down. And Mm -hmm in talking to them about, okay, well, why didn't it work? What exercises were you doing? And how long were you doing the stretches for? And all of these specific things. And it's very clear that they were going to more of an orthopedic physical therapist, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. they're going to treat weakness the same way they would treat someone who's an athlete who has weakness. Because for the most part, I don't want to generalize, but for the most part, orthopedic physical therapists are going to treat weakness and tightness and balance in an orthopedic Mm -hmm. way, not Mm -hmm. in a neurological way. And there is a huge difference. So with multiple sclerosis, you all of the exercises for balance, for strengthening, for walking really need to be functional. And Mm -hmm. that doesn't necessarily mean lunges and squats and jumping jacks and you know right. running around the gym what that means is find something that is challenging for you to do or at least something that you want to be a little bit easier and break that down into exercises and that's what you should be doing that's a functional movement and a functional exercise right. versus i have so many moments where people my patients will say that they used to do just lying down exercises because their balance mm-hmm. is bad. So their PT just had them doing straight leg raises, clamshells, bridges. And those are all really great exercises. Mm-hmm. But with multiple sclerosis, 
the brain doesn't have the same carryover. So you might have mm. strength in those muscles in a lying down position, but then you go to and stand up and those muscles aren't mm-hmm. strong anymore because your right. brain didn't put two and two together to realize that the strength you had lying down is should also be present when you're standing. Right. Right. I remember working with the therapist that I had and she was she was pretty good. The first one, like you said, was more of an orthopedic therapist. They were all wonderful, but she just didn't fit my needs. And the second one, she was fantastic. And I just wanted to work on being able to stand up and sit down it, from a chair, like stand up properly and sit down without plopping and falling over. You, you know what I mean? Like, do you guys mm-hmm. understand that? And mm-hmm. so it was... That was mm-hmm. important for me because I'm like, I'm still young, I'm still active, and I, I still want to go out with my friends and family. And if, if I'm sitting down, I want to be able to stand up and look kind of graceful and sit down and look kind of graceful, you know, <laughs> not just, <laughs> and not just fall over. So yeah, so working on things like that, that really was good for me. Like it was small and simple and it was challenging. And I actually broke a sweat because those muscles weren't used, those leg muscles, you know? Um, so is that something that you're yeah. like referring to? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And if you don't break those tasks down into smaller movements, then what happens is the muscles that are already strong are going to get stronger and the muscles that right. aren't working well are just going to get weaker and that will often lead to earlier onset of fatigue. So Mm. exactly what you just said, you would want to practice that standing up and sitting down and not only that movement, but practicing it from different heights as well as different Mm. surfaces. A squishy surface is going to be very different and require more strength than a nice solid surface. Mm. And a stool might be different than a wooden chair, different heights. So will, would you mind sharing your virtual uh, physical therapy program with everyone um, and what you offer? I think this is just like breakthrough. This is fantastic. <laughs> this is amazing, yeah. right? Yes, I would love to. So let me start off by saying why I started the okay. program. And the main reason is because I've been a multiple sclerosis certified specialist for five years, and I've been a doctor of physical therapy for six years. And in both of the companies that I've worked for, I developed multiple sclerosis programs there. And I had the highest no-show rate and cancellation rate in the entire Mm -hmm. company. And Mm -hmm. when looking at this, I was like, well, what's going on here? And it was because 90 to 95% of my caseload was multiple sclerosis. And the reason they were no-showing and canceling was because they were just having super, just a lot of fatigue that day. Mm -hmm. And they or maybe they didn't have transportation or the mm-hmm. weather was really bad. And so there were a, ton, a lot of reasons as to why they couldn't come in, which resulted in very infrequent physical therapy visits. So I wanted to come up with a way where theoretically I would be able to go to their home. But I knew that that was very unrealistic because my clients were from about one to two hours away and spread out throughout Massachusetts. So I decided to develop this virtual physical therapy program. Mm -hmm. And basically what it is, is the exact same content you would get from me if you were seeing me in person. It's just online. 
and mm-hmm. pre-recorded videos of myself demonstrating and explaining exercises that are all based on neuroplasticity. So it's not your typical lunges, squats, let's get stronger in that way. It's for very specific muscle groups to improve the neural connection from your brain to the muscle. So you'll get stronger muscles due to stronger neural pathways. Mm -hmm. And one reason I love it is because in each video, there's about at this time, maybe five to eight exercises for strengthening, stretching, balance, and walking. And in each one, I explain why I think this is a great exercise. Because a lot of the time when you're breaking something down into a small movement, to an eye of someone that's not a physical therapist, it won't seem like, why the heck am I doing this? This is so boring. Right. What, what, what is this even? I'm just kicking my leg. What's that going to do? So in each video, I explain what that movement is specifically going to help with throughout your day. And I've been getting a lot of really great feedback on that. And a lot of them are sitting down. So it's for people who are maybe still working or maybe can't stand up very well. Mm-hmm. And they can do this in their own living room or kitchen. That's where I recorded mm-hmm. them. That's really, I like mm-hmm. that, especially the kitchen, because I have a young son. So I'm always like up and down and, you know, like stamina was huge for me. And I needed somebody to help me. Like, how do I maintain this, you know, like strength while I'm cooking a meal, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. One of my favorite aspects of my program, I have a separate section called task specific exercises. And mm. I love that section because the other exercises that I just touched on are for very specific muscle mm-hmm. groups. But in the task specific exercise section, it's for activities. And so I, again, a video recorded myself demonstrating and explaining how to stand up from the ground how to get into and out of a car, how to climb stairs. So it's more activities. And I come up with those based on feedback from my clients. I'll Mm. ask them, what is challenging for you to do? What types of things do you want to be easier? And then I make a video for them and I put it in that section. Okay. I like that. That That is is really, this is amazing. Like it's a game changer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, It's really great too because it's it's very it's different to be a physical therapist at a that's an MS specialist, but there's obviously so many different areas that are beneficial for people with MS to learn from. So we also have mm-hmm. guest speakers every single month. And in that area, I bring MS specialists and and general people who or people who generally know about multiple sclerosis and work a lot with that population. And I have them educate my members. So I've had two MS neurologists so far. One of my favorites was neurosculpting meditation practitioner. And I just mm. love that because I talk about neuroplasticity all the time. But in regards to moving and and muscles, but what mm-hmm. this practitioner taught us was how to use neuroplasticity to retrain your brain for mental mental aspects, more for positivity and resilience versus negativity. Wow. And then, uh, for example, next month, Dr. Terry Walls is going to be our guest oh, speaker. So it's a really cool feature to be able to bring other specialists to my members as well. Wow. 
that's mm-hmm. that is really fantastic. So your your member, you call them members, so they get a like a wealth of a lot like of knowledge. They don't just get PT. They're getting things from medical doctors and other specialists. Um, that's fantastic. I I think it's wonderful. Yeah, it's, it it's is. Really, really exciting. It's one other piece that I have on there is research updates. Mm-hmm. And that's just an area where I, again, will record myself explaining what the newest research is out there so that my members don't have to be going through journals and articles and research mm-hmm. on their own. I can just say, you know, hey, these are the two new MS drugs that came out in April. This is who they're indicated for and this is how they work. Ask your neurologist for more mm-hmm. information. So see, I love it because you're treating the whole person, mm-hmm. not just like certain aspects. And quite often when we go in to see our doctor and we're like, I don't know what's wrong. This is, you know, I'm having these issues and they're like, okay, you have MS. And so they just treat the MS. Yes. And, you know, it's not like talking about every other part of it because, and Dana, you can speak to this. When you were first diagnosed, did anyone talk to you about physical therapy? Like nobody said, oh, you should just start, you know, search and read and like get prepared for it. Right. I mean, it's so... When you're first diagnosed, if you don't have a lot of physical mobility symptoms, so my first presenting symptom was optic neuritis. So that was that. Mobility-wise, at that time, I was okay. So the idea of, oh, you need to exercise, you need to do this, that, and the other, it's like, okay, yeah, but (laughs) I'm 24 years old, just living my little 24-year-old life. Um, You don't really realize why that's important. I mean, now 15 years into my disease, I clearly do, but yeah, but it's not, a lot of times it's really not examining or really treating the whole person because this disease is way more than just physical symptoms. I mean, we talk about that all the Mm -hmm. time on the podcast, but yeah, it's so important to address those other issues. Yeah. I'm just fascinated by your program. I am. I I mean, I worked with really great neurologists when I was based in the Boston area who were very much on board with physical therapy. And it was so great to see people come into my office and they would say, I don't know why I'm here. I'm only here because my neurologist told me to come here. And Mm -hmm. I loved that though. And some of them were literally had just been diagnosed a week before or maybe a month before. Mm -hmm. And I love when those people come to talk to me because I can educate them on what they should be doing. And so many times, even just in testing their strength, they might not have any physical limitations. But when I test just one single muscle group and they get to Mm -hmm. maybe 10, 20, 30 times, they'll say, wow, you know, this this is actually getting harder on my right leg. I wasn't anticipating that. So a lot of the exercises mm-hmm. that I have people who have more of a progressed version of the disease, they're the same exercises mm-hmm. that I would have a newly diagnosed person to do. The outcome would just be different for a newly diagnosed who maybe doesn't have any physical limitations. 
my mindset is do these exercises and get as strong as you can be so that if you do have a relapse or if the disease does progress, hopefully you wouldn't even notice because you're getting on it. Right. And a lot of those people, I would just see one or two times in the clinic. It doesn't, physical therapy doesn't always mean twice a week for six weeks and drop down to once a week and then four more weeks of that. Right. I wanted to back up just a little bit because you mentioned neuroplasticity a few times. For those listeners and or subscribers who aren't super familiar with it, I am familiar, but I'm not like totally well versed. Would you mind just like giving us a brief overview of that of neuroplasticity? Yes, absolutely. I think neuroplasticity is so important to understand when you have multiple sclerosis because because it is the reason that even though you have a progressive disease, that you can actually get stronger. So neuroplasticity is the ability of our brain to either strengthen a neural pathway that's already working, it just might be a little bit slower, or to find a new neural pathway. And the way that that Mm -hmm. happens is through specific targeted exercises. And just so if people aren't sure what what I mean by a neural pathway, what I mean is anytime you go to make a movement, let's say you want to lift your, your toes up so that your foot doesn't scuff the ground. When you try to do that movement, your brain sends a neural impulse down all the way down, all the way from your brain, down your neck, down your spine, all the way down the leg, and it goes all the way down to your toes. And anywhere Mm -hmm. along that pathway, it can be slowed down. And it's different for everyone, but practicing Mm -hmm. a specific targeted exercise for that movement will actually help improve that pathway if it's there and just slow down or if it's not working at all, like you go to do that movement and I'm even touching with one or two fingers and I can't feel the twitching. If you keep Mm -hmm. practicing it, your brain has the ability to find a new pathway. So instead of traveling in the same pathway over and over again, it's going to maybe go to the left a little bit. Maybe it'll do a curly cue. There's millions of different ways that it can get from point A to point B. And the the way to get that to occur is to keep practicing, even if there is absolutely no movement and no twitching, and just to trust the process and know that it is happening behind the scenes. Wow. I love that. I do too. It's it's like, (laughs) wow. It's like, don't give up. Yeah, exactly. And I think the most challenging thing about neuroplasticity so far is that we don't have any research indicating how long it takes. And sometimes Mm. I'll be working with a patient and they get a movement back rather quickly. And I don't know if that's just because their neuroplasticity is kicking in quickly, or maybe they just didn't know that Mm. they weren't doing the movement correctly. So their brain was using stronger muscles instead of all of the muscles. But we don't know, does it take a couple of months? Does it take a couple of years? And so the only thing we do know is that it is happening. So as frustrating as it may be, my best advice is to literally just trust the process. Know that even though you're not seeing it happen or feeling it, it is occurring behind the scenes. And the only way you can improve is to keep doing it. Yeah. Wow. Yes. I love that. I, I do. I mean, that. you, 
you really provide so much for people in your program. I mean, wow, you give them like the biggest dose of motivation and, you know, like, come on, I'm going to be a badass yeah. right now. Like, keep going. <laughs> as soon as someone signs up, as we've talked about so far as well, everyone is different. So when someone signs up, I, I mm-hmm. offer a one-on-one call with them where I can get to know more about their goals and what their current levels are so that when I'm guiding them into the mm-hmm. program, it can be a little bit more personalized and individualized for them. Right. That was right. Okay. That was my other question. So like, do you tailor it to, you know, Dawn or Dana? Because Dana and I are in different um, situations. Like she deals with a lot of spasticity, but I deal with a lot of like, just kind of weakness sometimes. Um, so, so you would have individual consults with us and then kind of like tailor it. Is that what you're saying? Like how? Yeah. So it's still the same exercises, but I would tailor it to you in the sense where there are two different home exercise programs that I've put together in that program in the missing link. And I might have someone start with the one that focuses more on stretching and strengthening and going through those videos first. Whereas someone else, I'm have them start with the stretching and strengthening to learn the basics. But then after two weeks or so, I might suggest jumping to the one that is more focusing on balance and walking. So I give them, as well as what their symptoms are, I forgot to mention earlier, I also have videos on symptom management strategies, because there are so many symptoms beyond physical symptoms. Mm -hmm. And so in that section, I educate on neuroplasticity as well as sensation issues and a cognitive exercise Mm -hmm. and fatigue management and fatigue energy conservation strategies. So if someone says to me that fatigue is one of their biggest symptoms, I will also guide them to that section Mm -hmm. and those specific tips. Oh, you said that is all wonderful. I love it. Um, I feel full, like, oh my God, I want to dive in. Um, But you said cognitive. Okay. Can you explain just, can you give me an example or give us an example of like, what would be a cognitive exercise? Because yeah. So I have two examples. One, and and let me just start off by saying there are many different cognitive issues However, the what the ones the exercises that I know that can be very beneficial, one is simply doing puzzles mm. and switching it up. You always do the same kind of puzzle. So it could be crossword, it could be word search, it could be Sudoku, but just constantly using your brain in different ways is one thing that can help with some cognitive issues. Okay. And then another thing, and I see this all the time, is difficulty with dual task, meaning doing two things at once. And so there are exercises that you can do to assist yourself with dual tasking, Mm -hmm. which would therefore mean that you can stand up while having a conversation or walking and having a conversation or maybe cooking at your kitchen counter while also moving around or having a conversation. So there a lot of people will think that cognitive issues like that there's nothing you can do but there actually are exercises for that yeah i i ran into a a huge cognitive challenge um 
some years back after one of my my flares and I just remember thinking I am probably the dumbest person on earth right now like I I can't even process what you're saying to me like I can't walk and chew gum so yeah. like when you just said that walking and having a conversation like it's really it's difficult sometimes yes. yeah and we joke Dana and I will joke yeah. and other people on we're like oh because MS but I mean it's like <laughs> I'm embarrassed sometimes to even talk you know like it's crazy <laughs> yes it's, it's definitely a, a very common symptom I would say and sometimes it just sneaks up on you yeah. and you don't know where it came from it just all of a sudden happening so yeah I, I just I want people to know that there are strategies that you can implement and things that you can do to help with even something like that. And there are cognitive behavioral specialists out there as well. Mm -hmm. And some of them uh, may be MS trained too. So it might be worth looking into that. Right. But it's, it's fabulous that you offer the tips, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And like point people in the right direction, because right. I was also saying to Dana earlier, why don't we have, or why don't neurologists have at their office, a specialty or you know, our specialist, ugh, specialist list? Like this is what you, you know, will probably see throughout your MS uh, lifespan or whatever, you know, like a PT, a, you know, an endocrinologist, uh, just all different types of specialists. I don't know. But why don't we have these things, you right. know, like offered to us? And so I love that you are like giving people the chance to think about that. Like, yeah. okay, yeah, cognitive. Yeah, this is, this is great. Yeah. So I'm sorry. I'm like, yeah, oh, I've, so much. <laughs> I've had that same thought as you. And I've, it was always my dream to have like a one-stop shop where I could be the PT, but on the same day you're getting an, a PT evaluation, maybe you're also getting an occupational therapy mm -hmm. evaluation and seeing all these other specialists. And that is kind of what that guest speaker section in my program is for. We've had an occupational therapist, as well as a massage therapist, as well as a mental health um, licensed clinical counselor, mm -hmm. I think is what her title was. Um, so yeah, I can, it is kind of like a one-stop shop. Yeah. Yeah. With all so, of this said, the elephant yeah. in the room, how much does this, does this cost? Yes. Yes. So I'm glad you asked <laughs> that. So I, I based the cost on what people likely are currently paying for physical therapy sessions. Mm -hmm. And then I tried to drastically reduce it. So physical therapy visits, if you have a low copay, it's about $20 or so per visit. So if you're only going to physical therapy twice a week, mm -hmm. and let's say you go for a full month, that's $160 for only eight sessions. So my program, there's a monthly, semi-annual, and annual membership option. So the monthly option is $99 for the entire month. And that includes everything that we've talked about. It even includes the guest speakers, it includes the task specific exercises. And when you sign up with that membership, you also get the one on one call with me to help guide you into where the pro where you should be going in the program. Mm -hmm. And then the semi-annual is an 11% savings at 527. Mm -hmm. And the annual membership is 22% saving at 927. Okay. So question, what if somebody couldn't afford it? Like, are there options that, I don't know. I don't really know how to frame the question. Um, are there any like, 
lower cost options, like maybe just like a 10 minute phone call with you. You know what I'm saying? Like something for somebody really strapped and not able to afford the whole thing. So at this time, my program is not covered by insurance. I'm hoping that will change in the future. However, there is two reasons it's not covered right now. Mm -hmm. The first reason is because tele-rehab, which is essentially what my program is, is so new Mm -hmm. that a lot of insurance companies are not covering it yet. And then the other reason is because since a lot of the videos are pre-recorded, insurance companies see that more as a product versus Mm, a service. Gotcha. So I'm actually in the process of applying with Blue Cross Blue Shield to see if it can be included in their discounts that they give their members. Mm. So I'll have to keep you guys up on that. Yeah. And I'm hoping that will be one way that people can get discounts. Mm -hmm. Um, Other than that, though, I do have an Instagram and a YouTube account, which is just free content. And it's, I would say it's not as good as the full program Mm -hmm. where it's all that information, but I do give a lot of tips and exercises and positivity on those outlets as well. Yes. Great. So people can get a dose of of Dr. Gretchen. Yeah. I'm always open for, um, for a cause. I've had a couple of people ask for 30 minute, 45 minute calls Mm -hmm. with me. And so we're able to do that as well. That's fantastic. MS is such, yeah, an expensive disease. It really, Don and I Mm -hmm. talk about that all the time about how, Yeah. yeah, MS it really yeah. is. And with the monthly membership option, there's no requirement to renew. Mm-hmm. So if someone wanted to just sign up for one month, mm-hmm. get as soak up as much information as they can, then they could do that and then cancel. And there's no cancellation fee or anything ah. sneaky like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. This, was this is just right. I, I am like, like forever grateful because, you know, you don't find too many people that haven't been affected by MS. I don't know. Do you have anyone that, you know, that's close to you that has MS? Luckily, no, I don't have any uh, friends or family members who have Mm -hmm. MS. It is very common in my hometown though. So I'm from near Buffalo, New York Mm -hmm. and Western New York is one of the top regions for multiple sclerosis. Yes. My, my childhood friend, her mother Growing up, she, I always wondered, I'm like, why is she always using a cane? And so when we were in like eighth grade, she finally came out and said, my mom is MS. And I'm like, what's that? And, you know, many, many years later, I get diagnosed with it. And she was kind of like my, my mentor. She's like, I'm going to help you through this because this is what I had to go through. Yeah. So I, and you know, the listeners know them from Buffalo. So yeah, that's, that's pretty um, interesting that that's such a high concentration there, you know? Yes, definitely. Yeah, but we're forever grateful to people who are just with us because they're interested in our journeys. Right. You know, not because, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we appreciate that. Yeah. I get that a lot. Um, A lot of people will think either maybe I have MS mm -hmm. or I know someone who has MS and that's what got me involved. But really, like, I'm, I'm so thankful that I somehow was mixed into the world of multiple sclerosis mm-hmm. because it's really where my passion lies. I get 
so giddy anytime I do a podcast or a support group presentation mm-hmm. because I just love educating people on things that they can do on their own right now in their own home to help them with their symptoms mm-hmm. and to let them know that there are things that they can do. Not They don't just have to sit and accept what they're going yes. through. Yeah. And yeah. we can tell and feel that, you know, yeah, that energy definitely. is amazing. And I, I love the fact that you are so knowledgeable and like, if I have a question, I feel like, oh my gosh, my PT would know I can ask her, you know, and mm-hmm. because sometimes your neurologist isn't available or it may take like three days for them to get back to you or something, you know, and, um, yeah. not that you're, you're super, you know, like you have time, but I just know <laughs> that I, I would feel comfortable having other outlets to go to if I had a question and, you know, especially a a question about my mobility and like the outcome of, you know, an exercise or something like that. And I, I appreciate that. So, yes, it's, it's a, it's, also is a great way for me to help so many more people. One thing that I kept thinking when I was working in Boston is that I had almost a full caseload of people with multiple sclerosis, but there were so many more people who would call to see if I could come to them, but I just lived too, or they lived too far away. Mm -hmm. And with my program, I have countless of people, countless people in the United States as well as Canada, but I also have several from Australia, the UK, from Lebanon. So it's amazing to be able to know that I'm helping so many people beyond my immediate area. Right. Globally, you're touching the outreach is Mm -hmm. getting there. So yeah. Wow. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Gretchen. Um, How can, where can people find you? So people can find me on Instagram and YouTube and Facebook. And on all of those accounts, it's Dr. Gretchen. On YouTube, it's actually Dr. Gretchen Holly. It includes my last name. But for final comments, I guess I would just say that if you are going to physical therapy and you're not getting results, change it up. It is not worth going to a physical therapist who isn't maybe brainstorming with you or you feel doesn't understand multiple sclerosis. Mm -hmm. Look for someone else that might be out there. It can be challenging to find someone who is an MS certified specialist like myself. I know in the state of Massachusetts, there's only four, maybe five of us tops, but reach out, find someone who you work well with and you feel is actually listening to you and helping you. Don't settle for just, okay, I have MS. This is what my Mm -hmm. life is now. Right. That is fantastic. Yes. Wonderful advice. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much for being on. Thank you for your time and your, your, just everything that you're offering and your knowledge, like I said, is just incredible. Thank you. Well, thank you for having me. Like I said earlier, I I love educating people with multiple sclerosis. So anything that I can do to help that community really is my passion. So thank you so much for having me on. I was going to ask in the future, maybe down the line a few months, would you consider joining us again? Maybe for another chat? Oh, definitely. Perfect. Yes. Yeah, that would be wonderful. Thank you all for tuning in to Myelin and Melanin. You can find us on the web at MyelinandMelanin.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Myelin Melanin. And you can also find us on YouTube.
Thanks, everyone. And we will talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.